0: You ever get around to the holidays and you think, what's it all for? Why are we spending so much money and why do we do it? Why do we do all the shopping? Why all the gifts? It makes me a little bit Grinchy. So today I want to talk about the story of the Grinch and how we can avoid being our very own Grinch for the holidays. Welcome ladies to the Life Mastery for Women podcast. I'm Jen Mack, Lady of the Mind, your host. This is where we go to learn to master our life one nugget at a time. I don't know about you, but my favorite Christmas story is The Grinch. And I love that there's three different versions of it now. And Especially having a little bit of the backstory. My favorite, of course, is the one with Jim Carrey because I think it's funny and I love him as an actor because he makes me laugh out loud. I remember watching The Grinch when I was a kid and thinking, man, he was kind of scary and he was really angry. And poor Max, that was my other thought. But then when he did what he did and he stole Christmas, but then at the end, something happened, something shifted, and he gave Christmas back. I always thought I was confused about that and I never really understood what he was so angry about and it wasn't of course until the Jim Carrey version came out and they did a little backstory. Well that's what I want to talk about because in our life as as we move forward <laughs> in life, we attract and 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 collect different beliefs and different experiences that either make us a little bit more like Cindy Lou Who or a little bit more like the Grinch. And I really like the Grinch because I think he really depicts what life could be like. Because in the very beginning of this backstory, he seemed to like Christmas. You know, he wanted to get a gift. And the little crush he had was Martha May Huvier. And she gave him some attention, right? She made him feel good and important or cute or whatever. And so he goes and gets this gift and he makes it. He makes this gift and gives it to her. And, of course, the other kids make fun of him and tease him and bully him and and, uh, call out things about him that he can't change, like that he has a beard or that he's shaved and he got a couple of nicks and that he's green. And so that turned him into the Grinch right then, right in that moment, he picked up this belief that then forever was, I hate Christmas, which was separate actually from from the the, the gift and, and these kids saying what they did, those are two different events, but he attached them together. It's Christmas, these kids say the thing, it really upsets me, it makes me feel terrible, and I'm gonna hate Christmas from now on. And so it was like a redirection of the belief, but he attached the belief, and then forevermore hated the who's and hated Christmas. Then eventually Christmas comes around He's living up in Mount Crumpet, hates Christmas, hating the Who's, and then he goes down and he steals Christmas. He's going to stop it. He's going to stop all the joy in the world that Christmas brings for the Who's, and he goes and he steals Christmas, and then what? He goes back up to the top of Mount Crumpet, and he's about to dump it, remember? And Cindy Lou Who, now there's a couple different versions, Cindy Lou Who is there, and she's on the sled. Now, this is the one that has Jim Carrey. And he has kind of this relationship with her. She doesn't judge him. And she accepts him. And she talks to him like a person. And she gets to know him a little bit more and isn't scared by him and isn't judgmental and isn't a bully and isn't teasing him. And, he's o- and she's okay with him being green. And he decides not to do it. Because somewhere in that moment, in that relationship, his heart grew two sizes that day, and off he goes to deliver Christmas back to the Who's, forever making the promise that he was going to love the Who's and love Christmas going forward. I love that story. I really do, because there are a lot of people out there that have this, I want to say, and we all do it, we all do it, want to have to say this demented version of a belief and attached it to some outer existence, he had this demented belief that he wasn't good enough and he attached it to the Who's and he attached it to Christmas, forever hating the Who's and forever hating Christmas. And we do that. We take a belief that somebody says something and we attach it to whatever is currently going on. It could be a song. It could be uh, a location. It could be a time of the year. Now, let's dissect a little bit further when we talk about our beliefs and we talk about what do we do with our beliefs, what do we do with those that, that are making us feel so terrible in life and making us feel like around the holidays, we need to be a grinch? Now, maybe something did you know, happen to you and maybe something very traumatic and you can't separate whatever the trauma was from the holidays. And I'm not saying that you have to. I just want to open your eyes to the possibility of a different perspective. And it's really important that as we get older, That if we are down by something, if we have a belief that is really charging us, is to look at the belief itself instead of the circumstances in which you picked up the belief. And I want to challenge you and invite you to look at the circumstances and think, do I want something different? Do I want something different? Usually the answer is yes. When we are struggling with something in life and a belief that we've picked up from somewhere, Typically, if I ask that question to somebody, they go, yeah, of course I want something different. But however, I believe what I believe. And I go, right, but it's just a belief. Our thoughts can be changed. They they become changed (laughs) throughout our life. Developmentally, we go from not being able to hardly move at all as babies to crawling, to walking, to running, to climbing trees. Our beliefs change with us. Otherwise, we would still be laying around on the floor. That somehow we believe we can do it. And we start rolling over and sitting up and walking. And then eventually we start moving on to bigger and greater things. But somewhere in there, we pick up the belief that we're not good enough. We pick up the belief that we're not deserving. And that affects only us. Now, of course, our beliefs and how we treat others, it affects them too. But, but our beliefs truly are our own. And they, they go out into the world showing back our reflection of our own beliefs. And when we sit back and we look at our beliefs and you truly fully understand, you can change them. You can change no matter what, no matter what you believe about yourself. You're not good enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not lovable. You're not worthy. Any single one of those beliefs can be true or can be false. False but it literally literally is up to you do you believe it or do you not and if you do believe it do you want to change it that's really the only questions you can ask there's really three questions what is the belief do you want to keep the belief and what would be the new one if you changed it so in that moment as he has nobody he feels completely alienated when he's in school and he gives this he gives this present to Martha May and everybody laughs at him, and he hates Christmas. Right in that moment, he moves to this place of being alone. I know that feeling of being alone. I remember I remember being uh, being in a relationship with this person and having this incident happen. And I remember after the incident, later, when we got home, I confronted that person about the incident. And I remember her saying these words to me and really... In a, healthy, in a healthy relationship, the words would never leave the person's mouth. But in a healthy self-esteem and confidence, I never would have stayed. But check this out. So I call out the incident in front and, and want to talk about it. And she looks at me and she goes, I don't care what you think. I will do whatever I want. And I don't care if you feel disrespected or not. I, I think I heard my heartbreak that day because this person in this moment, in this relationship, I thought was my best friend. I thought loved me and cared for me and respected me. And in reality, it was so the opposite. But I will tell you, if I had, and I say this to, to people when I talk about, I say it to my clients, we're talking about relationships. And I say, if I had a head on my shoulders and a heart for myself, I would have left that day and never looked back. Because nobody should talk to you like that. Nobody should say something like that if you're in a loving relationship with somebody. It was very heartbreaking. And unfortunately, I did stay. I stayed in the relationship because there was a couple of couple of factors that, in my mind, prevented me from going. And all I can say right now is I just didn't have the confidence to leave. And so I didn't. Now, I left the house for the next couple of days, but I didn't leave the relationship like I should have. But in that moment, I remember sleeping that night. Well, I wasn't sleeping. <laughs> I remember laying awake in bed. And actually, I wasn't in bed. I was in my car. I remember laying awake at night, that same night, and feeling so very alone. I have never felt alone like that. Not like that. Very empty. And I think, I remember thinking that it doesn't even bother her that I'm gone. And for two or three days, I stayed away. No contact, no phone call, no nothing. And she didn't call me either. This was the day of cell phones. (laughs) She didn't call me. And I couldn't even believe it. That you say this to me, you break my absolute heart in half or more, shatter it to pieces. And I leave and I'm gone for a couple of days and you don't say anything. You don't miss me. Those are all clear, very clear signs that the relationship is not meant to be. We are not mature enough. We're not healthy enough. We're not in the right place to to really create a healthy relationship. But like the Grinch, when you feel alone like that, that's a scary place to be. And I hope in this moment, it's this little commercial break right here. I hope that you don't feel that way. I hope that in your life that you have people, you have family, you have a spouse, you have a friend, you have somebody that truly loves you, truly accepts you. And if you don't, then please understand that you got me. You got me right here talking in your ears, through your headphones, through your speakerphone, through your speakers, that I'm right here and I've got your back. And if you ever need someone to talk to, you send me an email. You send me a message on Facebook. I don't care what time it is. I don't care what day it is. I will talk to you. And, and I, I, I feel like that, that space of being alone can be scary. It can be scary. And I don't want anyone on this planet to ever, ever feel that way. Even her. I don't want even her to feel that way. I don't want anyone on this planet to feel like they're alone like that. But when you feel alone, you move into this anger and the anger is a protection state about how you feel. And the belief that you have that I'm not worthy of this relationship. She doesn't like me. We're not friends. She doesn't love me. I thought she did. I'm obviously not good enough. And in that place, we seal up our heart just a little bit more just like the Grinch did that day. He, he leaves the school and he walks through the snowstorm and he goes and he makes a home in the cave at the top of Mount Crumpet. And there he lives his life for the next several years, hating and loathing the Whos and Christmas. And when that happens, as we move into this place of protection, the reflection that's inside us, the anger, the hate, the loneliness, gets reflected out into the world. Nothing is safe, and nobody is trustworthy, and I can't depend on anyone. And in that space, we create a life that just isn't going to flourish. Our garden isn't going to grow. Our life isn't going to be great. Great things aren't going to happen to us. Everything is terrible, and and why am I even here? And then something miraculous happens. He makes a friend. He makes a friend with Cindy Lou who is unconditional in her friendship. I don't care how crazy you are. I don't care that you're green. I don't care that you have a beard. I don't care that you live by yourself up in the cave. And you hardly come down. I don't care that you hate us. I don't care that you hate Christmas. I like you unconditionally. I accept you fully. And she kind of befriends him. And he doesn't scare her. He doesn't, uh, he like realizes, "I, I must have something worthy of somebody else I must have something worthy of attention from someone even if it's an eight-year-old girl or a six-year-old girl depends on what show you watch and he starts to kind of grow a little bit in his confidence over the next few scenes as we head towards Christmas but he starts to grow a little bit in his confidence he starts to emerge a little bit more in the space of kind of being amazing and starts to feel worthy And in this space of feeling worthy is where his heart starts to swell and he starts to have this inner conversation. We don't really hear it. It's not really for the kids movie, but he has this inner conversation that is like, huh, I must be worth something if this person likes me so much. I must have something that is important and valuable. And I say, well, hell yeah, you do, brother, right? That's me on the screen watching this. Hell yeah, you do. And he does. And he gives back Christmas and he welcomes in the who's. And in that moment, when somebody gives him that gift of unconditional love and friendship and acceptance, total, unequivocal acceptance, then as his heart expands, he is able in that moment to shift his belief into something beautiful, and giving and receiving where then he goes back and he, he, he goes and asks for forgiveness. He gives them the Christmas back. He cuts the, the roast beast and he sits down with all of these people and they forgive him and he forgives himself and he sits down with these people and he has, he has a, a meal with them and his self-esteem grows and as the story goes, his heart grew two sizes that day. This is what the world should be doing. All of the Grinches of the world would be wiped out if we could accept one another. And that means we start with ourselves because in that moment, as he is forgiven and he has this beautiful experience and that belief shifts right now in a second, I don't feel like I'm not worthy anymore because the six-year-old, this eight-year-old has shown me that I'm valuable and I believe it now. I believe it now. And look at how the world changes. He's welcomed. He's building friendships. He builds this great relationship. The inside changes and the outside reflects that change. The mere image of what is going on on the inside immediately shows up on the outside. And he has this beautiful experience. That's how we should be. But first, you don't have to wait for a friend or somebody to show up to give you that unconditional. I'm telling you right now, you are worthy. You are deserving. You are lovable. You are deserving of a life that is beyond measure, that is beyond what you can even fathom in this moment. The meal with all the who's, a Christmas that's beautiful, friendship and love and respect and health. Anything that you want, you can have it, but we must work on the inside in order for the outside to shift. We must first go inward to clean up our beliefs. What is it that we believe about ourselves? If we are kind of grinchy, why are we grinchy? What is it that we believe about ourselves that makes us feel that way? And what can we do to flip that belief around let go of the old belief, bring in the new belief, install that sucker, and begin to accept ourselves right where we are, with all of our stuff, with all of our baggage, with all of our traits and characteristics, and all of our flaws even. If we can begin to accept ourselves, become our own best friend, that reflection, the internal part of you, is going to start shifting. And once that shifts... The view out from Mount Crumpet, looking out over Whoville, is going to be very different. I promise you. So what do we do to begin to do that? First of all, as I always say, you have to have the introspective journey. You have to look inward at your own beliefs, because just like I've said in so many episodes, when you look in the mirror and you see that reflection looking back at you and you don't like what you see, it is not the reflection's fault. So punching the reflection, punching the mirror and breaking the mirror does not change who you are. And that analogy equates to looking out in the world and making other people do something different so you feel better is not going to change things. You changing the you that's inside is going to change that reflection. That's the only way to do it. We think that the outside world owes us because of some traumatic thing that happened in our life and the outside world doesn't owe you anything. It is a neutral energy that is looking back at you going, I am only going to reflect who you are truly on the inside. I am only a reflection, just like the mirror. I am only a reflection of who you are. Now, the physical mirror is just reflecting your physical body. But the universe, your human existence, your human experience is reflecting your thoughts, your emotions, your patterns, your actions, your beliefs about yourself. It's that cycle of life, the little, the little universe that's going around inside of you, inside your, your head and your heart, that is being shown out into the world. So you must go inward first and project it out, out into the reflection, out in front of you. Instead of the other way around, instead of going out to the reflection that is being shown to you, use that as a deciphering tool, looking out in front of you going, what is happening in my life? How's my money? How's my health? How are my relationships? How are my connections? How's my career? How do I feel about the world? And how do I feel about myself? And if I can change those two things, my view of the world and my own identity, my own true beliefs about myself. The world is your playground. The world becomes this silly putty or Play-Doh in your hands. But we have to go inward first. That's what I invite you to do. Go inward, looking at your beliefs. What are my beliefs about myself? And what are my beliefs about the world? Then the next is go into your dreamland. Take yourself all the way to your dream. Go out five or 10 years. Who am I in five years? Who am I in 10 years? Who do I want to be? What are my characteristics? What are my habits? What are my, it's all about you specifically. What are my traits? How do I want to change? How do I think? How do I feel? How do I act? And then from there, from that point, from that dream space, that big vision, ask yourself, what is the world belief now? If I'm in that space and I feel amazing and I look amazing and I'm acting amazing, what is my worldview? And start building new language, building new sentences, new affirmations, new mantras. Because I can guarantee you when the Grinch is sitting there having his roast beast with all the who's, he's not thinking, I hate the who's and I hate Christmas. He's thinking something else. What are his beliefs? When he fast-forwarded and he got to this place of forgiveness and total acceptance, what are his beliefs about himself? And what are his beliefs about the world? Maybe start there just to get an idea of how this works. And begin to shift your inner conversation with yourself. And see what you come up with. And I would be really curious to hear what you come up with. I would be really curious to hear what you come up with as far as the Grinch goes. Go to my Lady Rising group on Facebook and say, send me a picture of the Grinch and be like, okay, I listened to the Grinch episode. Here's my beliefs of what his beliefs were before and his view of the world and his beliefs and his view of the world after he goes back down there and is forgiven and has total acceptance. And then I want to hear what yours are. I hope that you share with me because I'd be really, really excited No matter if this, whatever month this is, if I'm recording this in in the beginning of December, I hope that you will share with me, even if it's July and it's two years after I record it, I would love to hear your perspective. In the meantime, learn from the story of the Grinch and go build your very own Whoville. Hey, thanks for listening. Your support means the world to me, and I'm truly grateful to have you on this journey of personal growth and exploration. If you've ever felt motivated or uplifted or gained valuable insight from my podcast, you now have an opportunity to show your appreciation. If you'd like to buy me a coffee or a chai tea as a token of support, you can do so through the link in the podcast show notes. Remember, your support goes beyond just a chai tea. It fuels my passion and drive to continue growing with you, making the world a better place and elevating all of humanity one episode at a time. Thank you again for being a valued listener.